everybody, this is Victor and Nick, Nick and Victor, here to give you another messy episode of Mega Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Mess indeed. Yes. Nick, how are you today? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Um, here recently, I just finished uh, Young Justice on Netflix, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, that show had me balling every other episode I, I haven't cried that much since Jerrica Benton's mom died on Jim I know that, that out of the past it's actually it's actually top 10 actually top top 5 cartoons I've ever seen yes out of the past one of the best episodes on Gemini Holograms y'all need to get into it if you've never seen it that that episode right there listen was, <laughs> Really quick, it was that one scene where it was like when they showed them as kids, and then when it, and then when they showed them as kids, and then they blew up into like older. It was like, oh my god! But just to know, oh my god, that now you got me really thinking about it because it was that one scene. Was it was it Aja or was it um, Shayna? She ran up to Emmett Benton and said, "Please don't take us away." When it was Aja. Oh yeah, well, Aja, and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh. She's like, "Please don't take me us away." And Oh my goodness! I'm telling y'all that was one of the best episodes. Sure, they knew what they were doing. They knew. So again, if but how you, are you doing? I, I'm doing good. Um, I am just trying to get through the day, and it seems to be pretty good. It's pretty good weather over here right now. So, yes, pretty good. Can't complain. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. So, we got a lot of tea to spill and Aunt Mace too. So why don't you break us off a little bit? Okay, well, let's, 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 let's talk about some cute stuff. So, the pictures from the second season of Supergirl are out, and we get to see Superman. Now, a lot of you may have, you know, you may know this new Superman. His name is Tyler Hulchin. I'm saying his name totally that wrong, um, but Tyler. And he used to be on Teen Wolf. He was on the first few seasons of Teen Wolf. Um, he was kind of this, you know... You know, brooding werewolfy guy. Everybody likes. He's really cute. I just wish he had a little bit more lips. But anyway, um, he's really cute. But these pictures came out, and you know, at first they put out the you know the the main picture wasn't really flattering at all. I, I didn't really like it. But then the set pictures start coming out, and that one picture of him without his cape. Um, <laughs> I was like, um, sir, where did you get these cakes? Because I have never noticed that in all the Teen Wolf. And secretly, I did watch Teen Wolf for the first, I would say the first three seasons. And I don't remember the seeing this, so I don't, that, 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 that caught me off guard. That really was, did. I was, I don't know what I was, I think I was grocery shopping. And then I looked at my phone and, uh, Black Girl Nerds had retweeted something. I was like, okay, what did they talk about? And I saw that picture of that man's ass. Now, I'm not an ass-eating kind of guy, but for those cakes, I would certainly try. He had, it looked like he was wearing hip pads. They were that big. big. Yeah, and I was like, go ahead. I, I, I'm still, I'm still a little puzzled, and I feel like that we need to do a search. So I'm gonna do a couple of searches to make sure that's real because that could be the padding of the suit. But I'm just like, but that's special padding. Like, is he gonna be falling down a lot? Like, I, you know, I just find it 
highly interesting that <laughs> that yeah those that, yeah. And I think that they that put that picture up there on purpose because they try to get people to watch the show. And you know what? I'm gonna watch it just for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is that is so tacky, but I don't really care. I want to see, but I'm gonna do my own investigation because I want to make sure these these are his really his cakes. I've heard they are. Mm, well, we need. I, I need more investigation, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna investigate for a while, and we we're gonna have to see this because. It's so funny because I have one of my good friends, Peter, who he's in love with him and he's met him. So I'm going to, me and Peter, we need to have a conversation because I, I, if this is what we are getting for the Superman thing, then, you know, I'm in for second season of Supergirl. But y'all need to make sure he's in every other episode and Makai needs to be in um, the same tights as well. We can't be leaving him with no tights either. You know, he's not, he's just Jimmy Olsen and that's okay. But, but... <laughs> We need to put him in. He needs to be somebody's superhero, too. That's all I'm going to say. I know that's right. Because you can't have a man like that that fine. I mean, I don't care if he's Jimmy. He can still be saving somebody in a thong, whatever he needs to be saving people in. But y'all need to put him in something. That's I'm just putting that out in the universe. Put him in some tights, too. We can't have Tyler having all the fun. So I'm just saying. Right. Mm. But, then, uh, but then the other star of Teen Wolf showed his ass this past week it's the other tyler tyler posey wherever his name is uh-huh. this girl first gonna put out a little video talking about oh well look at this pointing at gay street so you know he got all of these white sites like oh he's gay he's finally come out you know they all excited anyway uh-huh but the gag was <laughs> funny i'm using the gag um <laughs> kiki that's ours anyway um the truth was, he's not. He was kind of playing a joke. And I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. This, it's not a joke to play it really isn't. about you coming out and everything. That's, that's a, a serious process that many people struggle with. A lot of us have struggled with in our time. And for some reason, you thought it was fun to put that on social media, though. You could have did that with your little friends, but you put that on social media. And there's a lot of people who probably was thinking, oh, my God, he's out, you know, and probably wasn't inspired by that. But then your ass turned around and said it was a joke. Yeah, it just, it almost seems like he invalidated the whole coming out process by joking about it. And, you know, that's not something to joke about. Some people never come out some people have died yeah. not coming out so for you to say oh i'm gay psych i'm not gay it's like girl what are you doing yeah yeah i was just like you know what dude that's it's not funny and he did apologize but i just feel like that he needs to get off social media for a while you know social media is not for y'all to play out your fantasies to that degree you need to understand that you know people look up to some of y'all little folks and y'all can't be sitting up here, you know, faking the funk or getting people all, you know, wound up into things that you're not really serious about. So don't play around with people's emotions like that because I, but sadly at the same time, a lot of these sites were gullible too. So I'm like, yeah. he, you know, I said, he didn't say nothing. He hasn't done nothing to prove that he came out. For some reason, y'all was quick to put that there. But it was also interesting to see, again, some of these white sites just quickly run up to these, this news and throw that up there. And I'm like, mm, of course y'all going to do that because he fits all the things 
that y'all like anyway. So, hmm, of course y'all gonna do this and have to take the stuff back. Um, it's funny because sites of color were like, girl, we don't even care. <laughs> so it was right. like, like, and? It was like, like okay, and? and we're trying to stay alive in these streets. So who cares if some little B-lister star comes out, even though he didn't come out, so. Right, and that goes along to like the next topic of, uh, this came across my timeline, I will say, what's today, Wednesday, came across my timeline a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and some people are identifying as straight queer, and I'm like, okay, so, A, what in the hell? B, we have a term for that, and it's called an ally. And C, it's almost as if you can't, and I think this is like a lot of white men, straight white men are doing this, that they can't really see a minority having all of this, I don't know what, like power or they want to be identified as a victim too. Yeah, they don't want to be left out. That's what it's coming down to. And if you think about it, that's kind of the climate right now that we're dealing with, especially in the political world where it feels like white men don't want to be left out. So they're gonna do be they're gonna do whatever they gotta do, and to identify yourself as straight queer is ridiculous. There's no those there's no such thing as straight queer. You either straight or you queer. You either, right. you either suck dick or you don't. You either eat, um, snatch or or you know punani uh, whatever you do that or not. You don't you don't have time for these games. We don't have time for y'all to, to redefine something that you're not. Don't be playing around with this again. I don't, I don't understand why everybody's trying to play around with it. Either you do or you don't. Right. But there's no need for you to sit here and think that this is the best way to identify yourself. You are an ally. If you are supporting us, if you are befriending us, if you're out here on these streets with us, you are an ally. Now, if you are curious, you are curious and you are either questioning, you're queer, you're somewhere in the middle, you're something, whatever. You're bi. But that's not, that's, that's not do this. Not today. Let's not redefine these names. You are who you are. But if you are an ally, stay an ally. First, learn how to be an ally, and then you know, go from there. But let's not do that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, like the biggest. The truth be told, if you're trying to, if you're saying you're an ally, and then you identify as straight queer, then you're not really an ally. Yeah. So I, I don't have time for those. <laughs> I know what is going on, people. With these games today, they are really trying to play these games. Um, speaking of more speaking of games, yes, let's get into uh, this trailer for the Great Wall. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. So, this came across the timeline on Twitter uh, this past week, uh, and it's set in uh, ancient China. Mm. It's with a Chinese director, a lot of Asian actors, and the main character... No, it's not. ...is a white boy. No, it's not. Matt Damon is the main character. And and, and that's so funny that it's him, considering that he doesn't believe in the casting of diversity. (laughs) What was that? He don't... It's so that... It should be... It should be in the movie, not on the show, whatever he said. But now it's in the movie. Because his ass is up there. And I'm like, so how... Explain to me, was it seventeen hundred, whatever this was, that he pops up? This white man pops up to help them figure out what to do about their issue. Right, and it was like, what are the 
the Chinese trying to keep from either keep the what were the Chinese trying to keep from uh, getting through the wall? Mm-hmm. And somebody mentioned white people. They were trying <laughs> to keep people white people come over here stealing their stuff and all that right. stuff. Right. I'm like, what are you? You know the what? The look terrible. And you know, I what 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 really just cracked me up was all these people, you know, I was seeing some of the, the articles like, oh, this beautiful trailer for this movie. Everything was about that except the fact that Matt Damon was white in this movie of Asian people. <laughs> and, and, but with the Great Wall, I'm like, so y'all don't want to talk about that. We talked about how beautiful this looks and the scenery. No. So, you know, I'm very happy that many people called on that. You know, you got Constance Wu, Sean from No Totally. They all kind of called out this mess. And it is mess because it's, it's ridiculous that we are, st- we're in 2016. And we still are dealing with the fact that y'all want to put these white folks in, you know, out of, out of element type of stories. We don't need to do that anymore. These Tarzans, these, um, Great Wall, all that. We don't need to do that anymore. There is too many Asian actors they could have pulled to make this movie happen. John John Woo, you know, uh, no, no, John Chu, messing that up. You know, they they could have asked him to do that. I mean, he's in Star Trek. He's already a star in himself. He could have led this. There's plenty of other Asian action stars. And he's fine as hell. Yeah, he is with his um, cute little stuff and his big head. Um, he is. <laughs> he's really cute. And he could have done this movie, and I just feel like that, okay, y'all are really, again, pulling a lot of foolishness out here because to have Matt Damon do this, and to have Matt Damon. And it's, it's so funny because some people talked about how they don't want, you know, to blame him. I'm like, no, you do need to blame Matt Damon. This is why I'm saying that. He took the role. You know, sometimes I feel like these actors can be like, you know what, that's not a role for me, or I don't feel like that will be a that I need to do this. And he don't need the money. Right. So I'm like, he could have been like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to take this role. I think this should go to, and, he, and use his power to be like, this should go to an Asian actor and let me help y'all figure out who that could be. You know, he could have done it that way. It, it didn't need to be what he did. Like he shouldn't even be in this movie. You know, I think about when Tom Cruise was in The Last Samurai and all that stuff. For we... And, you know, back then, I'm like, okay, but now after we have called out so much stuff, after Oscar's so white, after just whatever, this should not be happening. And and yet, here we go. It shouldn't. And it seems like Hollywood is always trying to portray the white man as some kind of savior and going to this other land to try to save these people, the indigenous people, like they yeah. some how needs saving and truth be told matt damon hadn't been uh decent since uh john grisham's the rainmaker so <laughs> let's not get it twisted well you know they love him and that jason Bourne foolishness so i, I but i just feel like that we need to, to end that trope i'm tired of seeing that we should not be seeing it anymore um and again we need to make sure that there's, you know, people of color in the room to make these decisions because somebody had to, somebody had to say, this does not look good. And I mean, we just had what, the gods of Egypt, and we had, you know, the other movie of Fool- Exodus, whatever that mess was. Oh, and we're having uh, a remake of Ben Hur. Uh, and nobody asked for that. 
And Morgan Freeman has the audacity to be his old black ass in there with dreads, like he's a Rastafarian. I said, but no, he's ma'am. the teacher, and that's the other trope that you know we are the minority. The minority teachers to teach these these folks how to get out of their own thing. I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, I I haven't really paid attention to Ben Hur. I just kind of ignore it when I see it. I saw the trailer. I was like, I don't really care. But at the end of the day. Again, we we just don't need this. So, you know, right. I think this movie is going to probably tank just like the other movies like it. And maybe one day they'll be like, oh, we, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't, you know? I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh, Lord. So, you know, Suicide Squad is coming out this week. And, and you know, some of us... You know, we I've been after, I I just been like, you know, this is your third movie, DC, and I and you know, I really want to believe in you. But all of a sudden, it just felt like you know, <laughs> it's like when you try to pour a little bit of something in a bowl and then all of it just falls out all the place. <laughs> but that's what that's what happened with these reviews. These reviews came out just like they just spilled all of the damn table. <laughs> and it just seems to be a lot of just mess. It seems to be a mess. And, you know, I, I was sitting there thinking it's going to be a mess because they had to do, like, a bunch of reshoots and they had to do all this stuff. And so it was just really interesting that it was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I don't know why all of a sudden everybody's pissed off about the movie. It's just, like, everybody's mad. Yeah. Like, uh, they said, I saw one tweet about the movie that uh, they said it was worse than Catwoman. I was like, okay, now maybe the movie has problems, but you know damn well it's not worse than Catwoman. Now that's a bold-faced lie. And now I've heard that they're trying to, uh, since Rotten Tomatoes uh, gave them such a bad grade, that there's a change, uh, a petition on change.org to get Rotten Tomatoes removed or this probably like shut down and I think it's like over 12,000 signatures is already on it so I'm like why are people so invested in this movie as if they have some kind of personal stake in it it's just a comic book movie that but it's also but it's also if it's not good it's not good and and you know I I get to I'm gonna see it tomorrow I get um I don't I, I'm gonna try to go up open, but it's hard going to open eyes because I kind of went in knowing that it's gonna be messy, um, and you know I have to even question DC's format because personally it should have been we had Man of Steel, we had um, Mad versus Sad, then we should have went into Wonder Woman. I don't know where they thought that Suicide Squad would come before her, or where they even thought that was a reason to make this movie. It just I, I and I think we and we're gonna re, we're gonna have another um, uh, episode. Where we're gonna discuss the movie because we're gonna see it this weekend. We're gonna come back to y'all, but uh, I I didn't understand the format of this. And according to what people are saying, it, it feels like it's just a bunch of stuff they just put in the pot and boiled. So <laughs> we'll we'll get back on that. But I just thought it was interesting to see these people want to use change.org to get rid of Rotten Tomatoes. Now, the, the belief is 
you know, people think that Disney is paying them to make these bad reviews. I'm like, well, Disney's paying a whole lot of people because it's not only professional critics, but it's also people, you know, like us who have seen right. it early and have talked about it and they didn't like it either. It, it's the average person versus, I mean, it's the average person and, you know, paid critics. So if, if nobody's chilling with this, they're not gelling with it. Honestly, if you're hesitant on watching it, just go in and form an opinion on yourself. You shouldn't really rely on anybody's opinion of a movie about uh, things except yourself. So just go in, see it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. And if you do like it, you do like it. Yeah, but that's not blame. That's not do this. That's not do this. Just accept it. It, it, it's, if it's horrible, it's just horrible. But you know what? We do talk about this in the next episode. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to say this right now, but I believe that we need to put DC Entertainment on a 30-day action plan. <laughs> because they need to figure out what they're going to do. And for those who know what an action plan is, that's what happens. <laughs> When you ain't doing satisfactory work, <laughs> and, a probationary period. Yes, and your boss puts you on an action plan. Now it's 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 almost not you you're not really on probation yet. It's like the step before, but it's coming. So <laughs> so it's it's how you've been put on an action plan to get it right and keep it tight. So if you, I'm saying, if we both come back with this feeling, we're we're putting DC on a 30 day action plan because this is ridiculous but yes. but we'll see like I said I'm going to go in with my mind open and you know I'm I'm only going in for Viola anyway so right I mean look, truth be told and I kind of want to see the Enchantress how they yeah I do her. too because I'm, I'm I, I, you know I love witches and witchcraft and, and, and sorcery so I, I want to see what that's all about the other people I can give a rat's ass about I've never been a fan of Harley Quinn. I personally think that it's funny to see where she came from and now what she looks like now because she was fully fully clothed all the uh-huh. way. And now we got her in booty shorts and a tank top. You know, I'm just like, how do we go from fully clothed to this? But that's another story for another time. But Right. Very interesting. Oh, I, one thing I do want to kind of throw in there is the killing joke. So, Nick, I don't think you got to see this. Uh-uh. Uh, but I got to see it. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but let me just say for those who haven't seen it, skip the first 30 minutes. If you did see it all, I am sorry for those 30 minutes because it was just ridiculous. And I think a lot of you kind of heard a lot about it. But spoiler alert, Batgirl has sex with Batman. Now, see... I heard about that part, and I was under the impression Batgirl was, quote-unquote, a daughter to Batman, so he was basically fucking his daughter. You you can say that because it didn't even make sense because it it just didn't make sense. I mean, it was was a story. I guess it was trying to prep us up for the original story of, of the killing joke, but it was just this... She was running around. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be the best I can be for you, Batman. You know all this, and she has a secret crush on him. Now, I understand if she, if she had a crush on him, because I kind of believed that maybe she had a crush on him. You know, because she's been running around with him. And, you know, he's like this. He has it together and all that stuff. And I get that. But 
in the world of comics has always been um, Robin, Dick. Dick Grayson has been her person she's had flings with over the years. So I, I understood that piece. But it just did not come together for me. That first 30 minutes was just kind of ridiculous. In fact, I felt like I was watching Sex in the City. She was basically Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> That's who she was. She was Carrie Bradshaw. Um, Batman was Mr. Big. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy who was Parents Franz, that was his name, he was like some other guy that, you know, Carrie would randomly get involved with throughout whatever episode. But it came back down to Batman, so that was Mr. Big. So basically, you were watching Sex and the City. However, the rest of it was, I, I thought, was, was pretty good because it, it stuck to the story of the original Killing Joke. Um, Mark Hamill is always wonderful as the Joker. He was just so into it. Um, and Kevin Conroy was great as Batman. But again, that entire first 30 minutes was just garbage. And I just... No, I just do not recommend it at all. I just don't. I'll catch it when it comes on Netflix if it does, but I'm not going out of my way to try to see it. So no. Um, now, what anything else in Aunt Macy you wanted to mention or talk about? I feel like there's just so much that's been happening. There is a couple things. Um, so Pride. Pride Month was June, yes. and, you know, all cities, you know, well, um, a lot of cities have their kind of Pride Parade or Pride Festival or whatever. So Cleveland was all set to have theirs, and all of a sudden, the city just canceled it. Maybe a couple of weeks prior, they just said, you know what, we're not going to have it. They said that because of the uh, unstable situation or unstable environment, they felt that I think they were alluding to what happened in Orlando that they weren't going to have any kind of a pride. So they were going to refund all the vendors and, you know, we're going to try again next year. Now, what's funny is that Cleveland hosts the Republican National Convention, didn't they? Yes. So why all of a sudden you couldn't host the pride festival they believed because of the climate because they just had that that horrible ass convention that that murder convention that's what it felt like um and they felt like it was the climate it would have ticked off a certain climate and i thought that was a, a sorry excuse it was a horrible excuse uh-huh. um and so to even to even um, suggest that was just ridiculous. They should have been, if anything, if you're going to host something that horrible a week before, then you should have been able to host a Pride, a pride Parade and everything else. Right. I, I don't know why. Well, no, I do know why they did it. But them, them trying to mask it as something else is just a bunch of bullshit. And... Yeah. Shame on you in Ohio. The majority of Ohio is shit anyway, so fuck them. Yeah, and you know, I, I really feel bad for that. So hopefully it, it won't be as crazy. It won't be as crazy after the fact, but, you know, Ohio, get it together. That was very disrespectful to the gay community. Well, the, the overall queer community, um, 
And at a time that you could have been, you know, using that to get people together and bring some understanding, you decide not to, so. Right. You know, no coins for you. Well, right. So that's all the tea I had to spill today. All right. And maze. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had to. I feel like that as soon as we get off, there's going to be some more crap to happen. Oh, well, for those who like Britney Spears, she dropped her uh, new album cover that makes it look like Miss Mona from Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. But uh, <laughs> it's called Glory, and I was like, okay. I don't know if you saw it, but I was like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. But remember, we are in a Beyonce uh era and if you don't know how to come together you will be forgotten quick as Beyonce said slay trick or you will be eliminated so mm-hmm. Brittany I, I saw the uh, the cover and I just scrolled on past <laughs> and wasn't in my ministry well she said this is a new era I'm like okay well what's a new era because that single you put out was not a new era but the white gays love some Britney, though. You can't, you cannot. They? they love some Britney. They will go uh, up on the cross for Britney. I have, I have struggled with her popularity, but apparently, you know, everybody has their somebody, so. Now, see, I do like, I'm not going to front. I do like some of her songs, like Toxic and uh, Womanizer mm-hmm. and Gimme More. Mm-hmm. Some of those songs are good, but me being a Britney stan, no. not, not in this life. Now, I'm more of a Paula Cole stan than I am a Britney stan. And I'll just put that out. I miss Paula Cole. You know, she just, re- she just, she just did her, like, the, the album that she did, her second album, This Fire, she just redid it recently, and I've been listening to it. So I, I enjoy it because I, I love Paula Cole. Because it's very, it's very rare we get singers who, who are really putting it out there. And uh-huh. I love Paula Cole. But... You know, people are like, who in the hell is Paula Cole? Y'all need to, like, you know, if you got some Spotify, Google, or you can Google her, listen to her music. It is, to me, I think it's life-changing, but if to each your own. If you have seen Dawson's Creek, and you, you've seen Dawson's Creek, then you don't know who Paula Cole is. You yeah. know, you should just slap yourself. Yeah, you need to watch Dawson's Creek. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into our king-size issue today, and I wanted. Uh, everybody to be aware about, oh, you know, a little bit about what we're all about at Megachine. I want you know that we're really about diversity and 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 pushing, um, not only just diversity, but just pushing things that really make you think about the current climate that we're in, especially with pop culture, geekdom, nerdum, um, and how, in a lot of ways, in a world full of fantasy, we still don't get a shot. And it's very disheartening to see. And so uh, I was, you know, on the Internet, I noticed there was a hashtag called We Need Diverse Creators. And it was, I I believe, created by Tanika Stotts, um, who is um, big in the indie comic world. She has created a couple of anthologies that focus on queer artists and queer creators and her recent one, Elements, is um, just raised a whole lot of money on Kickstarter where it is celebrating um, queer people of color who are creating and writing and, and drawing comics. And as I was reading through it, it, it hit me that we don't have enough of us 
in the room when it comes to creating comics and creating content and artists. Um, we're just not really there. And not only people of color, but as queer people of color too, I feel like that the world that we have all experienced is so rich. We have so much to say, but we're not at the table. And it's really disheartening to see because we still get the old white frat boy men, you know, mentality when it comes to our comics and it comes to things in our geekdom. And, and, and it's really, it, it, it can really, you know, drag you down when you think about that sometimes. Yeah, it, it does, like representation does matter. And when you can't, if you can't see yourself and what you find appealing like comic books or video games then where really can you find yourself i mean we use these we use comic books we use video games we use movies as a source of a way to get away from reality Mm -hmm. but even in that escape we still want to see ourselves so if we can't see that then well, I mean, what is there us to do? So not only do we need more diverse characters, but we need more care, more people, more queer people of color. And that's just not that's not just black people. That's Asians, Hispanics, Japanese, you know, other people to create these stories. And I know that there's so many out there. They just need their voices uplifted yeah and it's and it's really sad because again you know i think about when we look at comics that are coming out and we look at what the story is the story is always about some you know white person discovering they have powers or this person a white person is leading the group or this man is the hero or what have you we we don't have many that are showcasing people of color or women doing that or when you think about different types of, of body images or what have you luckily we have faith from um, valiant that has a, a heavy set woman or a full figure side woman as a hero um, in the story but we really don't have a lot of that in there and that's mostly because you know it's so easy to tell a story from their perspective that's all they know that's all they know but we really don't have the creators there to give a, a more different type of story you know when you have a room full of you know john asher and peter and connor (laughs) and maybe an ashley um and maybe she got in because they thought she was cute you're gonna get the same type of story over and over again i don't understand why we are still fighting so hard to be in the room we have black panther coming out and it took many many years before they really had you know, strong people of color writing for that. Um, and, you know, they had stuff off and on, but now to have, you know, um, to have Roxanne Gay now, who's going to be doing the World of Wakanda comic, you know, and she's the first black woman in Marvel ever. Marvel's been around for what, almost 70, whatever years? Oh, it's been around long enough to know better. Yes. And the fact that this is the first one, the first black woman ever, is just disheartening to me. Because I'm thinking of that, because that to me, I'm thinking how that sends a message that we don't really care about what stories y'all have to offer. We have our stories, and that's good enough. And I think it's time for that to be 
removed from the table, removed from the mentality. You know, like it, we need it's, to be able to tell our stories and we need to be able to be at the table to do so. It's, yeah, it's just that old, straight, white man mentality that, oh, uh, this is the way it's been done, so I know that it'll work. You know, there's comic creators that are 40, 50 years old, and they're still in that mindset as that what ha- what's cool, what was cool back in their day is still cool now, and that's mm-hmm. just so not right. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know why, coming from a background that of business, personally for me, if you have all these different stories that appeal to different people, then that in turn increases your bottom line. And I don't understand why they don't correlate the two. Yeah. It just seems like simple math. Yeah. It does. And I and I really like it's also disheartening to know that a lot of these people who are writing comics or whatever how they get in is because they knew somebody and they got them in. Um, but people who have a lot of credentials, like a lot of, um, a lot of artists of color or, or writers of color, they have maybe, they may have more, you know, more of a, of a, of a background than these other people. They may have been writing web comics and indie comics and doing all types of great things, but they don't even get a shot. But then here comes Connor who like, Oh, well, I know John. <laughs> And so John and I used to write in college. He gets in, and next thing you know, he's headlining one of the major comics ever. And that's really sad because I feel like in the world of indie comics, in the world of web comics, there are so many people of color really turn it up out there. And if you give them the shot, if you give them the opportunity, they could tear it up for Marvel. They can tear it up for DC and they can do all these other things and not just for the comic world but also when it comes to writing for games and writing for television these people can do wonderful things it's it's disheartening to work so hard and create content that people are already loving online and then when you try to go up and apply to write for some of the comics that you probably loved as a child or some of the shows you loved when you were younger or certain characters that you want and you're shot down because, you know, well, you're untested. I'm like, well, Connor's untested, but all right. It's really disheartening to know. And I can't help but to say disheartening so much because, it, it you know, I read, I, I, I have spent a lot of time looking at a lot of web comics, reading a different, a lot of different indie comics from a lot of people of color, a lot of them are queer. And it's it's really sad when you see all this great work, but then you turn around and you see the current X-Men comic and it's just garbage. And Lucifer like, well, if they would get this person to get in there, I'm sure they can do this. So they can, you know, change some things up here and there. You don't need to go so far that you have to pull writers from different worlds like um, Tanahashi Coates or whatever, which I'm great. They, I'm happy they're doing that. No shade to that. But I'm saying that when you have people who already write comics are doing stuff like that, you can get them. I hate when you will see like certain um, editors-in-chief for different comics or whatever will say, if y'all can find us black people, or you can find us women, or you know, show us. Like, why we have to do it? You should be doing it. You should be out there looking for that. They're out there. 
Why they, we got to do your job too? Why are we doing your job? You supposed to be doing that. So you know, we need to have um, diverse creators out there because we need different stories told from different perspectives. We don't always need to keep looking at it from a white male perspective. I don't. I'm not. You know, I don't mind white, white men writing people of color but when you can get a person of color to write you need to do that when you can get a queer person to write about queer issues you need to do that we shouldn't have to be scrambling when there's so many people out there to get and if you need to vet them vet them but give them a shot somebody gave your ass a shot you need to be able to give them a shot too so again you know when i see that hashtag I, i i i keep pushing that hashtag on because i feel like we need to keep saying it until it's done. We need to keep saying it until we have more than just one black woman writing for Marvel. When we, mm-hmm. when we have someone who can be a person of color and queer writing their stories in a major comic book setting, or they are able to continue doing their web comic or their indie comic too. Or when it comes to our geeky television that we have those voices in the room. Exactly. And yeah, I, I understand like when, when you said it was disheartening because, you know, as a creative, what you put out, you're very attached to it. So when somebody shoots it down or says that it's not good enough there, you in turn feel like they're saying that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And when you keep on hearing that, uh, it kind of starts to form in your mind that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then like I, I so understand that because when I was in college, I mean, I wasn't writing anything, but I was I was doing choreography and whatnot. So if the professor said that, oh, that's not good enough, that's not good enough, you know, it takes effect on you. So, yeah, we certainly need more, a more diverse set of creators, not just in the big two, Marvel or DC, but we need more indie comic Creators, we need more creators in the TV and film, and I know they're out there, and they just the people that are in charge just need to get out of this mentality that this old way is the only way, and it's not. We live in just 2016, and it's the world is so damn diverse that the old trope of the white man saving everybody is just not feasible anymore it's not it's not and I, I and I really want you know and continue on people continue on doing your indie comics and web comics because yeah if they're not gonna let us in we can continue to tell our own stories but I just feel like that you know you can't deny us any longer and you need to have us at the table or you're gonna just you're gonna fade out because nobody's gonna keep coming to you for stories when they can go and find it somewhere else and get it richer, better, stronger than what you're giving big time. When I'm looking at X-Men, I'm super going, who is, who's paying you for this? I'm like, you know what, I don't even need to look at you anymore. I can go and get plenty of stuff from the web world that I'm not getting from the main stuff. It is time. Yes, or even fan fiction is now is taking over, which is can be you know can be interesting too. Um, but I, I I really want I I really want us to not get discouraged completely about that. Yeah, it does hurt, but I I still want us to continue telling our stories. We're too talented 
We're too talented to be sitting around hoping that they're going to hear us. Forget them. At this point, we just need to make sure that our stuff is out there. And that's something I have to tell myself, too, because I always get, you know, discouraged. Like, do I want to put my stuff out there? And I have said that I'm going to do it. Like, so I'm saying it to the universe. I'm putting my graphic novel out as a webcomic. I'm like, I'm going to do it because I feel like that I want my voice heard and I'm going to have to do it. Only thing I'm saying in my way right now is me. So I need to get that out there. And that's for the same for y'all. If y'all feel like that I have this story to tell and I can't get in because, you know, they don't want me in there or I don't feel like this. You need to just do it anyway. Tell your own story. Get it out there to the public. Somebody is going to read it. And even if it's five people, those five people are excited for your content. So please get that out there. And and, and, and also, if you want to know more about that hashtag, um, we need diverse creators, you know, Google it, read it. It's very good. Um, it's very good in the sense of just knowing what's out there and seeing who's involved. Again, um, and if I'm saying her name wrong, so I apologize, Tanisha Scotts, she is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to getting this information out there. She has been doing the work. So please pay attention to her work. Follow her on Twitter, too. She's on Twitter. You know, you know, just follow that hashtag. It will show you a world that you probably wasn't familiar with. So I will say really get into it um, because I think it's important that we we push that as much as possible. Exactly. Exactly. Because our story matters, and I'm going to keep on saying that representation matters. Yeah. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Um, so that's our. That was our um, big king size issue. Um, I want to plug something that I'm. I'm starting with the Megachine. Oh, and by the way, everybody, we have um, our Twitters now. We have the Megachine Twitter, and we also have our Megachine Pod Twitter. So follow us on that. Um, and we also have our website, themegachine.com. Yes, we Yay. do. Um, so follow us there. I am putting up articles as much as possible. I'll be your editor-in-chief of that, which is crazy, but that's fun. If you are interested in writing or, you know, you want to post something or you want to do reviews, let us know. You can DM us on any of our um, Twitter accounts. You can email us at megachine 6 at gmail.com and let us know because we would love to um, you know get you up there um, I will proofread it and all that good stuff and I will get it up there and we will you know keep going from there we would love to have different voices on there to make it a very fun spot for queer people of color who are geeks and nerds to come and read and you know commiserate whatever they can do on there uh, we want to kind of come on there and do that so um, our website is up there. I'm still making sure how I'm still learning what WordPress. So that's always going to be a journey. Um, but we have our Twitters out there and we, we've got some new followers. So thank y'all followers. Um, thank you, Black Girl Nerds, for kind of retweeting that to get people to join us. So that's been great. And also some of our followers. Thank y'all for some of the things, the, the kind things y'all have been saying about us so far. And you right. know, it's it's great that we are inspiring some of you. You know, we just we didn't think we were doing that, but you know, you know. Let me rephrase that. I, I think we were doing that, but for y'all to voice it, that's that's really that's really that's really great. Right. Um, yeah, I just want to thank y'all, and we're gonna keep doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before we jump off here, I do have a little bit of a pixel picks. Uh-oh. Please. 
So, y'all know I'm a big gamer. And uh, shout out to uh, No Man's Sky that comes out next Tuesday that I will be getting. Um, And I will probably not be uh, alive or on Twitter after it comes out because I will be on that game. Uh, There are like over 18 quintillion planets to uh, discover on that game. So, uh, another game that's coming out that piqued my interest is uh, Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided. Uh, Now, that game uh, is... You follow a guy who's been augmented, and uh, I forgot his name because I played the game like so many months ago. But the controversy came up literally today that the uh, there's a promo for the game, and on one of the banners it says, Augs Lives Matter, <laughs> which is very similar to the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, the developer over at, uh, I forgot where the company is, I think it's Eidos, uh, Montreal, uh, they said it was quote-unquote an unfortunate coincidence that they sound similar. Uh, unfortunate. Now, an unfortunate coincidence is when you go to the club and somebody's wearing the exact same outfit as you. Yeah. Uh, not something like this. That's this big. This is really interesting so a, a developer developer over at bioware and bioware is famous for the dragon age uh franchise among other games and what bioware does so good is they when you create it like for instance in dragon age you can create a character that's man or female that is straight gay or bi that is different shades which is really good because you want know, representation matters anyway. Um, so this design, this uh, developer, and the other developer over at uh, Eidos were basically having this argument that you should have been more sensitive to the Black Lives Matter movement, which is rightfully so. The people over at uh, Eidos were saying that oh. We came out, this game was developed way before the movement, yada, 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 this, that, and the third. Which is very uh, bitch kind of answer. (laughs) Like, you don't, you've had this game for how many years, and the Black Lives Matter movement has been going on for this long, and nobody at that company said, oh, this sounds eerily like Black Lives Matter, so maybe we should change it. No, mm-hmm. nobody did any kind of homework. Nobody said anything or did any kind of research. So that's, it's to the point where I'm seriously doubting buying this game oh, because of that. And I'm always saying that if they don't fuck with you, then you shouldn't fuck with them. So if this company doesn't view the Black Lives Matter movement as that a movement then maybe they don't deserve our money yeah that's something to think about because that that doesn't make any sense like coincidence okay right (laughs) coincidence you show up at work and oh somebody's wearing pink just like you but okay all right right y'all can mm. 
interesting. That's interesting to know. So y'all think about that when y'all, you know, look at this game that's coming out. And mm, Yeah, uh, I, I found that very interesting. And I know a lot of people were uh, going back and forth with them. And he kind of got uh, agitated and pissed off that the people on Twitter were calling out his bullshit. And I'm like, well, rightfully so. Yeah. As a consumer, we have the right to hold you at a if you're trying to get money from us, then yeah. we have a right to demand the how we want these products. And yes. if the product is shit, then we're gonna tell you it's mm-hmm. shit and then go to somewhere else where it's not shit. I know sometimes the hard truth is the best thing for you. So if we were telling you we're not feeling it, you need to listen and don't be offensive. I'm tired of people being you know, when people are telling you something and they're really being genuine about it, they're doing it because they care. Right. We're not doing it to be mean. And some people are, but not everybody's doing it to be mean. <laughs> so just keep that Just keep that in mind. Right. Just it's, keep that in mind. It's just like, girl, what were you doing? And yeah. if, you know, they would have made the situation a whole lot better and they would have said, okay, we screwed up. We'll go back to the drawing board. We'll do something else. Mm-hmm. And we're sorry that what we did offended you yeah but no they didn't do that yeah mess all right well i think that's it from us today um but yeah y'all can catch us all over the internet the megashine um on twitter and then megashine pod on twitter follow both as I said in one tweet, we're like Jam and Jerica. So <laughs> <laughs> now, who's Jam and who's Jerica? <laughs> I don't know who is Jam and who is Jerica. So we either one. So we just go back and forth. That's a good question. <laughs> um, uh, I'll say Megashine Pod is because it was first. Well, well, I don't know. They That's a whole other debate. Yes, yeah, another debate. <laughs> um, y'all can decide that if y'all want to. Um, our website, The Megashine, is up. So we have some articles up there, um, and check it out. I I posted some stuff about Stranger Things. Nick has something up there about um, Over Overwatch, and we will have more things coming up too. So check that out. And again, if you want to write, let us know. Um, we are all over the internet, so just follow us. Either you know Porter Pizzazz on Twitter, or you can follow yeah. me, um, Wonder Man Five Two Ends on Twitter. We're all there. So. Um, yeah, Nick, you got anything you want to say before we close out? Yes, I do. Um, so August 25th, RuPaul's Drag Race uh, season <gasps> oh my God, two of I All Stars right. is going to start. Yes. And there's we're going to team up with Black Girl Nerds yes. to do a live tweet yes, we are. with the hashtag uh, Drag Y'all. Yes. Um, so get ready if you want to join in. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to yes. we going slice and dice edges and we're going to critique these heifers that's right so if you are following us already on twitter you already know that we are going to be team up with black girl nerds to be talking about some drag so yes drag y'all is the hashtag you need to be on it if you're into it i'm going to be on it and i and i haven't really watched rupaul in a while but i'm going to be in it just because so it is going to be uh artistic smash (laughs) so yes Yes, get into that. Um, let me see. Well, yeah, as we said before, follow us all over. We are there. And one thing I want to leave with y'all, and I think we're going to move this a little bit further on, but Queer Heroes Matter is a hashtag that we're pushing through um, just because I think it's important that we 
see queer heroes more. Um, so we're gonna be pushing that. And you can send it out there too. You know, queer heroes matter. Queer queer heroes matter. They do. And so we'll be putting it out there. Um, in the, in the sense of making sure that we are seen as people who are heroes, that we are seen as people that you can look up to, and we are seen as people that you can admire and and hopefully want to be when you grow up. <laughs> so, you know, you think about queer heroes, there are a few of us, but there is, uh, but there is enough. Well, let me rephrase it, there's not enough, but there's enough for you to kind of get a good start, but we always can see more queer heroes coming. So, you know, those of you who are creating content, think about creating more queer heroes as we are going along. Um, you know, the, as, as this year is already, we already have through this year, um, continue creating these heroes, create, continue to create people we can look up to and be proud to see either on the screen, on the page, or what have you. No doubt. I, I can't say that any better. All right. Well, okay, everybody. So goodbye. Y'all have a good night. Don't get in too much trouble. Y'all get up and go to work tomorrow. Sure. Yeah, make that money. Don't let that money make you. <laughs> okay, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, y'all.